Tony, why did the vampire read the New York Times? I don't know. He heard it had great circulation. (laughs) (laughs) Why did the doctor think Dracula was sick? I don't know. He had a coffin. (laughs) Knock, knock. Who's there? Boo. Boo who? Oh, Jeff, don't cry. Oh. This is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley from Paladin Financial. Basically, the more accounts you have, the more opportunities there are for mistakes. So taking control of your assets may help you to avoid some of those common mistakes that investors make. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Paladin Financial Talk with Jeff Foley. Happy Halloween, everyone. This is Jeff Foley with Paladin Financial, and welcome to Paladin Financial Talk. Appreciate you joining us here today. And as always, we have our lovely co-host, Mr. Tony Shore. How are we doing today, Tony? Well, I'm doing great, but I love the costume you oh, chose. You to. I was going to do the same thing to you. <laughs> I love the costume you wore today. Uh, it was it's pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. Hi. Of course, it's you look the same as you do every week. But yes, it hurts. you were. I stole your joke on that one, didn't I? <laughs> Financial planners have feelings too, Tony. <laughs> no animals were harmed in the recording of this show. However, feelings were hurt. <laughs> I had I uh, was meeting with a client the other day, and I asked her what she was going to be for Halloween, and she said emotionally stable. <laughs> I like it. Well, that's a that's a good goal to have anyway. That's right. Yeah, that's good. That's a positive. So uh, the Halloween episode, uh, are we tackling a scary topic today, Jeff? Yeah, mix, kind of a mixed bag. There's some some good okay. and some bad with this. What we're going to talk about today is, uh, this is a mouthful, setting every community up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Wow. Yeah. That's the... That's a short name. It sounds like a, a title that the government would come up exactly. with. Exactly. How, how can we turn this into an acronym? Yeah. So the SECURE Act, Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act, is uh, something that's been proposed. Uh, the House actually voted on this back in May and passed it almost unanimously, and it's been sitting in the Senate since then. And it proposes a number of different changes to retirement accounts that we want to be aware about. Some things that are going to be good news, some that are not so good news uh, to help pay for the things that are good news. So we'll talk about some of the changes that that, uh, are proposed under the SECURE Act here. Sure. Sounds like there's probably some changes in there that could impact a lot of our listeners, right, Jeff? Exactly. Yeah. So some big changes in here that relate to IRAs and some of uh, some employer plans that we'll talk about, some things that have been the same for quite a long time that, that could change with this. And and uh, odds are this is going to pass. Um, and uh, we're, we're in a situation right now we'll talk about in a little bit. We're getting close towards the end of the year. There's only so much time left for the Senate to talk about That's bills. True. So there's a couple options on how this may or may not get through the Senate. So. Yeah, well, it's unusual that something would pass so unanimously. Yeah. You know, obviously both Democrats and Republicans voted for it in the House. So Uh, You would think it would be able to make it through the Senate. Um, Now, what do you think is one of the most important or biggest items proposed in this new bill that we should know about? Yeah, one of the biggest ones relates to how IRAs are handled after after the account owner dies. Uh, Currently, 
many individuals utilize what's called a stretch IRA. Where I've you heard can, that term. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And they use that as part of their estate plan to help minimize taxes for their heirs over time. And the general idea is, let's say you're, you're age 70 and a half, you're taking out your required minimum distributions, which stepping back, it's important to know what those are. Yeah. Once you reach age 70 and a half, and there's some, a lot of details that go behind this, but in short, your, your tax advantage money, your pre-tax money, like IRAs and 401ks, TSPs, things like that, you have to start kicking some of that money out, required minimum distributions. And the idea is that you've had uh, tax deferral for decades, you have to now start taking that money out. Well, if you're over 70 and a half, you've been receiving those distributions, you pass away and let's say there's $100,000 still left in that account, your beneficiaries have different options on what they do with those funds. They can stretch those out over their lifetime. They have to take distributions based on their life expectancy, or they can make the IRS happy, lump some out of that, pay the taxes and move on and and buy that Porsche they've been them waiting for for some time. <laughs> right. So that's the general idea that uh, is encompassed, encompassed under the stretch IRA concept. Yeah. And those stretch IRAs, they're a popular estate planning tool, I would imagine, because it helps you uh, spread out those taxes and not have to pay as much all at once. Yes, absolutely. It's a very popular tool. Not everyone needs to utilize this or it makes sense for them, but uh, where it's gained a lot of attention um, in the country, goes back to the 2012 election. Mitt Romney, if you're not familiar, is very wealthy. And it was uh, exposed through the, the campaign process that he had an IRA worth $102 million. An IRA, a single IRA? Uh, that yeah. would be, that's crazy. So there's some, that brought some scrutiny around that topic. So Congress has investigated changing these rules before, uh, most notably during the Obama administration a few years back. But this time they've partnered those changes with other things. And it seems likely this bill is going to eventually become law. There's a number of different things, as sure. you mentioned in the beginning, some good, some bad that come along with this. What are uh, some of those things that uh, the new SECURE Act could change? So tying in, expanding on the stretch IRA concept, the SECURE Act would require that required minimum distributions take place within 10 years of the original account ho owner's death. So that would increase tax revenues significantly, that money being paid out within 10 years of that account owner's death, instead of it being stretched over decades for the life of the beneficiary that receives those. So that's going to put more money in the, the, the tax coffer, if you will, or tax coffin, since it's Thanksgiving. Ah, <laughs> So it would increase revenues um, and put beneficiaries in a higher income tax bracket as well because they're shortening up the amount of time they're taking that distribution. So that's going to put more revenue in to uh, to help cover some of the costs of some of the positive changes that we'll talk about here in a little bit. Another one, the SECURE Act would allow more small businesses to work together to sponsor a retirement plan. Uh, what's called a MAP. So a, a MAP is a, a multiple employer plan and the general idea with it, we'll, we'll talk about here in a little bit, but there's some, yeah. some definitely uh, some advantages to small businesses that would occur because of the SECURE Act. Well, I've never heard of a MAP. Uh, you said it's multiple employer plan. Yep. Uh, something about pizza. I'm thinking, I thought MEP stood for <laughs> <laughs> must eat pizza. Must eat pizza. There you go. <laughs> uh, could we go with that? Uh, I'll be honest. I don't know much about uh, MEPs. Tell us more about that. So the idea is, let's say you have a business and you want to start up a 401k. There are costs to doing that. 
And if you're a small business, you're, you don't have a lot that you, you can uh, bring to the table in terms of assets and employees and so forth for those that administer those plans. So what if you could combine efforts with other places that have a similar situation, smaller businesses, they want to offer a 401k, for example, to their employees. So the, a map, a multiple employer plan is when two or more employers that are unrelated for tax purposes, there's no ownership to keep it simple. And the IRS and the U.S. Department of Labor determine if those employers are unrelated. So there's some r- rules there, but you can use this to establish either a defined contribution plan, such as a 401k, where there are limits on what you can put into it, or a defined benefit plan, which aren't used as much nowadays, but a defined benefit plan creates a, in essence, a pension. So multiple employer plans or maps are run by a sponsor. In most cases, that sponsor has a fiduciary liability and fiduciary responsibility uh, to carry out all the administrative duties under that. That makes sense. But why don't you remind our listeners again, what a fiduciary is? You're throwing out the big words again. Uh, The F word. Here we go. (laughs) The F word. Watch (laughs) out for that one. What is fiduciary? Yeah. Fiduciary is simply someone who's acting in your best interest or required to act in your best interest. And some other examples of that, CPAs, attorneys, real estate agents, or other fiduciaries that you might deal with. To be licensed, they have to adhere to a certain uh, strict set of rules and they are audited on such. Exactly. On those, right? Exactly right. So in this case, the, the MEP sponsor, they perform the fiduciary duty for those that join that multiple employer plan and make sure everything is done correctly. I see. So how does this impact a small business? Is it a positive thing then? Yeah. What's cool about this is currently MAPS, we'll, we'll abbreviate that, MAPS, in order to, to have one, to participate in one, you have to, it has to be a business that shares a common economic interest or representational interest. So for example, plumbers, different plumbing companies could get together and participate in a map. So in my opinion, that that type of restriction, it's holding a lot of employers back from utilizing some of these plans. This would lift that requirement and allow a plumber to partner with an electrician. Both companies are participating oh, wow. in a map together. That so, is a positive move. Yeah. So that'd make it a lot easier. Okay. So and that makes sense. Now let's take a, a minute here, take a quick break to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yes, so it could give us a call at 877-219-3199 or visit us on the interweb at, at info, excuse me, at financialpaladin.com and give us a call, come in and we'll offer you a, a complimentary second opinion on your retirement plan. If the SECURE Act, some of the things that we talk about here today apply to you, we can dial it in and see what should you do to adjust your plan now uh, in case that plant, the, the secure act does go through. So give us a call again, 877-219-3199. All right. And as a reminder to our listeners out there, you are listening to Paladin Financial Talk. I am your co-host, Tony Shore. And Mr. Halloween himself is here, Jeff Foley, uh, our host. Uh, Jeff, where are we at here? We're talking about this secure act and secure is an acronym for some big long name. It is. Yes. Setting Every Community Up for Retirement Enhancement Act. Wow. Say that three times fast. Wow, you did a good job (laughs) on that one. So the SECURE Act, we're talking about multiple employer plans. So if you're a small business owner or your spouse is, something to think about with this, this can open up some doors. Again, we're talking about how that's going to allow more types of businesses to work together 
and take advantage of that MEP concept. Uh, today, businesses have to have a common interest. We use the plumbing example there. Yeah, that was but, a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so Congress would also like to make it make life easier for those plans to be administered as well. So the act will direct, if it passes, it will direct the Department of Labor to simplify reporting for these plans that cover less than a thousand employees, as long as each participating employer has less than a hundred employees. So okay. we, we don't want to get too far in the weeds there, but that's a, a hopeful thing. Sure. Uh, are there any other changes to IRAs that this SECURE Act proposes? This is a big one. This would uh, repeal the maximum contribution age of 70 and a half for contributing to IRAs, for example. And this was established in the 1960s, so it hasn't changed in quite some time. Wow. And we know- that people life, are living longer. They right? are, yeah. yeah. Life expectancies have gone up with the exception of last year. They went down just a little bit, but uh, in general, they've they've gone up over time. I think that might've been the vaping. I don't know. We'll see. Actually, no, it was the- um it was the opioid epidemic oh, yes, you're right. that actually yeah. changed. Yeah. The, so that if you remove that, life expectancies actually would have increased quite a bit. Wow. So they have been going up, uh, except for the fact that so many people died of opioid abuse yeah. uh, that year. Isn't that sad? That is. I didn't mean to bring sad. us down with that no. one. But I do want our listeners to know that really, I mean, technically they had to say it went down, but m- the majority of the people... Hmm. Uh, really are living longer. Yeah, oh, I missed except that. For those, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I read that in an article. It was in either the Washington Post or New York Times. So, Well, here's some candy. You Maybe you can provide some more uplifting things. So oh, okay, good. Keep, chew on this. Chew on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this is big. Again, would allow you to contribute past age 70 and a half if you're still working. There's going to been some criticism of this provisions. Critics say that it's mostly benefits those with significant tax deferred savings, and this would allow them to grow this money for a longer period of time. And there's some other suggested changes to required minimum distribution rules as well that we were talking about earlier. Some have allow, included allowing smaller accounts, for example, less than $100,000 to be relieved of those required minimum distribution requirements at age 70 and a half. Wow. So those sound like really beneficial changes. Yeah, some of them are. You know, if, if you plan on using, though, your IRA as a stretch IRA, you might want to start looking at other potential options to pass on your legacy yeah, if that's, that's a negative. important to you. Absolutely. Yeah. And one option might be to convert your IRA into a Roth IRA, and that's going to create more taxes today, but can could provide future tax benefits for your beneficiaries. Again, if legacy is a big goal for you, if you're needing the money primarily for yourself, uh, that's a different equation. Roth still might make sense depending on your age and how long it will be until you use those assets. But we want to factor that in. Well, yeah, in that in that scenario, you'd pay taxes now as opposed to when the funds are withdrawn. Uh, either on your own or through RMDs. So you're paying tax now rather than later is all. Exactly. And we can help you to, to navigate. Does it make sense to do a sure. Roth conversion? To what degree? What about next year? What about the year after that? And with the current tax law that we have in place, there are some opportunities for a lot of you listening to take advantage of taxes in essence being on sale and do some Roth conversions over time. But we wanted to uh, put pen and paper to that. Another option is to use money from your IRA to purchase 
a life insurance policy with your heirs as beneficiaries. So if you want to control how that money is distributed, you also might want to look into creating particular types of trust in dealing with IRA funds to make sure that your wishes are followed after your death. It's good to know that there are at least some strategies and options left for us uh, if they do remove that stretch IRA option uh, or change it. And it sounds like this proposed legislation could change a lot uh, about IRAs currently. It could. And we, we never know what will happen. We have obviously an election next year. Senate hasn't touched this since May. There's only so many hours in the day. So it might not uh, be looked at until this year. And there are different options. I'm not a... Um, a legislative geek, but one of the options is they get it out on the Senate floor, they debate it, which takes a couple days to do that at least. Well, there are only so many days left in the year and everybody's vying for this bill and that bill to get uh, looked at before the end of the year. So that's one option. Another option is if they have unanimous support, if all senators say, yes, we're, we would approve this, it doesn't need to go out on the floor for debate. Um, and uh, the third option is escaping me at the moment, but it's also a great option as well. <laughs> it'll come back to me. We'll see, Tony. <laughs> yeah, it, it will. Uh, it will. But it is going to change a lot. So um, if our listeners need help figuring out where they're at with this as far as how it's going to relate to their own personal situation or where their current IRA is, regardless of this uh, new upcoming legislation, uh, maybe they still want to consider a Roth right now. Uh, how can they get a hold of you and set up that complimentary consultation? Yeah, give us a call at 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. Again, we want to offer an opportunity for you to come in, sit down, get your questions answered. We'll take a look at the investments you have in place, the plan you have in place. Do you have a written retirement income plan? Are you positioned well for retirement? And make sure that you're optimizing every dollar that you have today to get the most out of your retirement. All right. That sounds great. And this is Paladin Financial Talk with our host, Jeff Foley, and myself, your co-host, Tony Shore. Now, this has been a really good show so far, uh, talking about the SECURE Act and how all these different changes uh, could happen with your IRAs. Uh, we'll see where it goes. Like like Jeff said, there's an election coming up here, Jeff, uh, and that seems to be throwing a wrench in a lot of things uh, as far as what our government, you know, can, will, or won't get done yeah, right. <laughs> without getting political. It's just crazy. Um, so there's an article I know you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah, there is. And actually, before I forget, I thought of the third method that this the SECURE Act could get passed, and that's attaching it to other stuff. So some oh, other important bill that, sure. that everyone's in favor of, and they slap this on, and it, and it rides in. That is a third tails. way they can get things yep. through, isn't it? Yeah, they like Sneak to do it that. In. Yeah. Sneaky. <laughs> I'm not going to make any commentary about our politicians. No, no. Sneaky. No. <laughs> All right. Uh, that goes so, for both sides of the aisle, too, that's right. That's right. Well, again, our, our article we're going to talk about today is from U.S. News and World Report how to retool your retirement plan after divorce. And a lot of people face divorce or they know someone close to them that, that some of the things we'll talk about here might apply to them, but it causes a lot of changes in your, your financial life and life in general. And uh, so this article has some good suggestions we're going to talk about here for a moment. Yeah. And I'm sure you've had clients uh, that you've worked with who have to deal with this issue uh, as far as divorce and how that affects their finances. 
uh, things like that. What's the first suggestion from the article? So one of these is called what, what's known as a quadro, a qualified domestic relations order. And that's again, sim- fancy. Yes. <laughs> quadro. You know, the idea with this is your former spouse or partner, they have an employer sponsored retirement plan and you are entitled, titled as part of the divorce agreement to a portion of those assets. So this quadro requires that payouts uh, from that plan go to non-participants, the ex-spouse most typically, and they're often very complex. You want to work with an attorney to make sure this is done correctly. What percentage of that are you going to receive? So there's a lot that, that go into how those are, the quadras are established. Well, quadro, I get a kick out of that name because I thought quadro was a superhero in the DC Comics universe. Also is. Yeah. Fun yeah. fact. Or maybe maybe Marvel. <laughs> uh, I'm sitting here looking at you thinking about the X-Men and Professor Xavier. Oh, See what I did yeah. there, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> because of the lack of He's hair. He's so handsome. He is <laughs> handsome. Uh, but uh, yeah. So uh, what, what can you do with the money then that you would receive through one of these quadros? Roll it into your IRA. Simple. There's some other options there, but sure. that's going to allow you to continue tax deferral and not take those that those funds today unless of course you need those so roll that into uh, another account that allows that yeah so how does a divorce impact social security that's a big part of retirement and i know that divorce can affect those benefits right yeah so some good news with this that if you qualify there's some mechanics around this but the idea is that it will the social security administration treats things as if you were still married to your former spouse and you can take advantage of that ex-spouse's social security and claim your your ex-spousal benefits and some of the requirements with that that uh, you were married at least 10 consecutive years so you're 10 years straight in essence what that means Uh, you're divorced and you have not yet remarried and you're 62 years old. So that's, uh, there's some other details. So around there's that. some qualifiers. Exactly. Yeah. So we can help you to, to look at that and see, does this apply to you? Are you going to benefit from it? And one of the tools that we provide you in that process as part of our complimentary second opinion is called the social security maximization report. So we'll show you, here's your social security benefits, your ex-spouses. How does this impact your retirement? When do you pull the trigger and start receiving your benefits and so forth. That sounds very helpful. Yes. Yeah. yeah a, and I know you've brought up that report before. And if our listeners want to get that report run, uh, there's no cost. All they have to do is call you up and set up that complimentary consultation, right? Absolutely. Only thing it costs is the time that, that we spend together. So give us a call. Our, our phone number again is 877-219-3199 or visit us online at financialpaladin.com. And you can also send us an email if you have questions, uh, you want to correspond through email, that's great as well. Email address is info at financialpaladin.com. And uh, the, the next thing we're going to talk about in this article, Tony, we're going to kind of wrap together three of the, the next tips from that article. And it suggests creating an inventory of your assets, updating your retirement plan and contributing to your savings. So I'm going to combine those all into all one statement. As we just talked about, is set up a time to meet with us. We'll help you to do all of those things as part of our complimentary second opinion process. So what kind of impact has divorce had on you? What do you need to do differently to make sure that you're on track? Yeah. And you have, you and your office have some great tools to help people create that inventory of assets to help people with that. They they kind of think, oh, I don't know what I got or 
you know, it's uh, you can help out with that, right? Absolutely. One of those tools is called the Generational Vault, which is basically our secure client portal. It's basically a safety deposit box online, if you will. And that combines a few different components. You have a, a secure portal to pass and store confidential financial documents. So we use this to communicate with our clients on a secure basis. And you can also use this to share things with your family if that's important to you. And you can also have your account values updated on a daily basis automatically to see what is my stuff worth. So you might have, depending on your situation, assets at three, four, five, six different financial institutions. This will consolidate that all in one place. So do you have any other recommendations for people who are maybe looking to reconfigure their retirement strategy after a divorce? Yeah, one of the biggest ones is contribute to your own savings. And even a small amount, adding that towards your retirement plans or your IRAs, whatever you might have, will have long-term benefits, significant. And divorce, that can be devastating in your financial future, but it doesn't have to be a death sentence. Uh, take some steps today to make sure you're on the right path to achieve your retirement goal. So don't wait five years and then start thinking about it. The time is always now to make sure you're on track. Yeah. The time is now. I like it. Well, as usual, our time has flown by, Jeff, and that wasn't so scary, even though it's a Halloween recording. Uh, I wasn't too scared. There were some scary parts. When Whenever you talk about taxes and IRAs, it's a little frightening. Yeah, that's true. I'll, I'll give you one one past, one parting one here, Tony. Okay. We'll leave on a, on a great note here. All right. Why did the headless horseman go into business? I don't know why. He wanted to get ahead in life. <laughs> he wanted to get ahead. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, we might have to have Mitch, our producer, put in some cricket noises after that joke <laughs> and just uh, mute my track. Uh, but no, that's great. Uh, one more time with the phone number, Jeff. Uh, phone number is 877-219-3199, and we look forward to, to hearing from you folks. Happy Halloween. Thank you for listening to Paladin Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Jeff Foley at Paladin Financial. Call 877-219-3199 or visit their website at financialpaladin.com. Advisory services offered through Paladin Wealth LLC, a Minnesota registered investment advisor. Paladin Wealth LLC offers advisory services under the DBA Paladin Financial and Paladin Wealth. Insurance products and services offered through Paladin Insurance LLC. Paladin Wealth LLC and Paladin Insurance LLC are affiliated companies. Jeff Foley and Paladin Financial are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.